I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. Uroscopy and urine analysis, or, pardon my language, the first documented laboratory technique in history. Laboratory medicine began about 6,000 years ago with the analysis of human urine called uroscopy then and urine analysis now. The term uroscopy was the ancient medical practice of visually examining the patient's urine for blood, pus, etc. Physicians used urine to diagnose medical conditions from the ancient times through the Victorian era. Urine was spoken of as a divine fluid or a window to the body. Uroscopy is the scientific examination of the urine and comes from Greek words oron, meaning urine, and skopio, meaning to behold, contemplate, examine, or inspect. Uroscopy was started in Babylonia and Egypt. Sumerian and Babylonian physicians around 4000 B.C. recorded their assessment of urine on clay tablets. One of the earliest civilizations, ancient Sumer, recognized that the urine was altered with different diseases. Medical Sanskrit work, about 100 B.C., described 20 different types of urine. The Hindus were also aware that some patients' urine tasted sweet and that ants were attracted to this sweet urine, likely diabetes. Changes in the urine, such as infection, turbidity, foamy urine, blood, was thought to be due to conditions that affected the urinary system. Urine diagnosis was thought to predate Hippocrates, although he is also sometimes credited with being the first uroscopist. In the 4th century BC, Hippocrates thought that the urine was a filtrate of the humors, which originated from the blood and was filtered through the kidneys. Hippocrates, in his work, Aphorisma, described bubbles on the surface of fresh urine as indicative of long-term kidney disease. In this work of Hippocrates, he noted that urinary sediment was correlated with fever and noted that the sediment increased as the fever increased. Blood in the urine was attributed to kidney or bladder ulcerations. Galen, six centuries later, started his scientific studies in Rome and refined Hippocrates' idea thinking that the urine represented not a filtrate of the four humors, but rather a filtrate of the blood. He used the term diarrhea of urine, polyura probably, with its excessive urination. Uroscopy was quite important to the Roman and Byzantine era. Recall that this was the era in which there was no stethoscope, no thermometers, no microscopes, nothing. Uroscopy was an effective test for that particular time period. In this procedure, the patient would have to urinate into a uroscopy flask, a glass transparent bottle or flask with even thickness. Certain exact conditions had to be met. The temperature at which the urine was examined, not shaking the flask, viewing under the right light conditions. The urine would then be compared to pictures in the urine wheel. More about that later. Uroscopy reached its peak during the Middle Ages when almost every condition or disease was identified 
with different features of the urine, a book describing a range of colors of the urine and its implication was written by Theophilus Protospartherius and 17th century physician De Urinus, a Byzantinium manuscript, which is the first publication exclusively on the subject of the urine 500 years after Galen. Protospartherius invented the first documented laboratory technique, suggesting that adding heat to the urine might prove more insightful the heat would precipitate proteins, leading to cloudiness. Hundreds of years later, Paracelsus in the 16th century would use vinegar to show cloudiness, and acid, like heat, would precipitate proteins. And a century later, Frederick Deckers used these laboratory findings to discern proteinuria. This work remained influential for the Middle Ages, and Isaac Judaeus, a Hebrew physician, published manuscripts that further clarified these thoughts. Urine became an unrivaled diagnostic tool during this time. In the 11th century, Ismail of Jirjani used a 24-hour collection in a large clean flask and keeping it out of the sun or heat, which would alter the color. The flask, by the way, was in the shape of a urinary bladder, so it conformed to the environment of the body. Field de Corbet in the 1100s to 1200s taught that 20 different types of urine conform to conditions of the body. Different parts of the flask showing changes corresponded to different areas of the body. His poem, Poem on the Judgment of Urines, remained a medical student favorite for centuries. The increasing complexity of uroscopy led to the creation of urine charts and wheels showing all urine categories. The urine wheel was a diagram that correlated, linked the color of urine to a specific disease. The wheel usually had 20 different uroscopy flasks with urine of different colors aligned around the outside of the circle. Each of the 20 flasks had a line that connected it to a summary of a specific disease. This was a quick reference guide to the 20 different types of urine. During the 13th century, William Salicito of Italy described fairly accurately what would later be known as chronic nephritis. Quote, the signs of hardness in the kidneys are that the quantity of urine is diminished, that there is heaviness of the kidneys, and of the spine with some pain, and that the belly begins to swell up at that time, and dropsy is produced the second day. End of quote. Urine analysis became the exclusive diagnostic tool, even thought superior to taking the pulse of the patient. Physicians would dress in long robes and make a ritual of holding the flask to the light, rotating it, and then describing the patient's fate. This became a symbol of medical powers. Actuarius from Constantinople, the chief physician to the empire, wrote a manuscript composed of seven books called On Urine. During the Renaissance, Johann de Ketchum from Germany wrote a popular book with a self-diagnostic color wheel with which individuals could self-diagnose their own conditions. I guess this was the old form of over-the-counter materials. 
Examination of the patient was often seen as unimportant and an increasing number of physicians were diagnosing from the urine alone. However, by the 17th century, the uses of uroscopy spiraled way beyond the edge of reasons. Physicians used uroscopy to tell fortunes and predicting the future, a practice known as uromancy. In 1637, Thomas Bryan led a revolutionary backlash writing a book, quote, piss profits, end of quote, that devastated uroscopy. Those who used urine to diagnose alone were termed piss prophets, piss mongers, water caterers, piss prey crastinators, and unitarians. This was the early history of urine analysis. As a footnote, I must mention that some well-known nephrologist and a renal pathologist wrote a small book on urine analysis and dedicated it to their wives. The wives were not, in general, overjoyed about that. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.